Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I've been waiting all morning for this. Uh, Christopher Titus, he is such, he's a goddamn genius and I, he's just one of the most honest and and. Purely like that great blue collar. I don't know any one of my friends or anyone in my in my world that doesn't relate to everything he does. Like, dude, when the gloves come off, that's when he's in his absolute best. Born October 1st in Castro Valley and raised in Newark, California, he overcame a childhood populated with a drunken father and a mentally unstable mother to become one of the most fearless stand-up comedians in the business. You've seen his comedy specials, Norman Rockwell is Bleeding, Love is Evil, America Geddon, The Angry Pursuit of Happiness, Nevolution, and many more. You can keep up with him through his website, ChristopherTitus.com. And this Sunday night, he brings his Zero Side Effects tour to the Improv for two big shows. Please welcome, comedian and longtime friend of the show, Christopher Titus. Chris Titus, how are you, mister? I love the intro, JD, every time, man. The robotic voice is my favorite thing. It's like Siri's dad introduces me every time. It's awesome. I know. I know. It's like, yeah, like the ex-smoker you know, giving you a hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Siri's dad was a smoker. You don't know what it was like. I was a voiceover many years before you. How's it going, bud? Good. You know what? I was, God, I was crying this morning. Uh, going back and revisited your your uh, your bit on white supremacy, and I mean, I was just like, God damn it, this is this bad. Like that's to me where you shine. The gloves come off, and we're just gonna talk and just be super honest. And it is, it's the best part of comedy. It's that that genuine look into life and our lives and our own hypocrisy and our own ridiculous nature, and that includes me, everybody. Yeah, man. I think, you know, I mean, Carlin's my favorite, him and Robin and those guys. Sure. Robin did it differently. Robin did it where you loved Robin doing it. But when Carlin did it, you were sometimes even I loved Carlin. At the end of some Carlin shows, I'd be like, I'm not sure I totally agree with what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best, right? Yeah, yeah. You, I think you have to, man. And it's so funny. I was, I'm writing a new thing for the Armageddon update called uh, Stay in Your Lane because everybody will, people, people just will jump. Like, our job as comedians, Will Roger, Mark Twain, all the way back, is supposed to talk smack. That's our job, to talk mm-hmm. as much smack as possible. People are like, hey, man, I don't want to hear about politics. You know, talk about your penis more. That's pretty much what they want. So I'm not doing that. Yeah, but as long as you were talking about their politics and making fun of the other guys, they're great with it. And they're fine. Good point. That's what I like. You're insightful. 
but yeah, this new show. So we filmed Zero Side Effects. Zero Side Effects is coming out, and that rips everything that happened in the pandemic. And now I'm doing the new show, Carrying Monsters, because I got to go to Scotland. I got invited to the Fringe Festival Excellent. in Scotland, so I'm doing Carrying Monsters. The great inflammable Richard Pryor said that everybody carries their own monsters. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so the cool thing is that uh, our monsters were given to us by people that said they loved us. <laughs> so, <laughs> God yeah, that, damn it! This is, all, true. This, this is all about every piece of damage that was caused to me in my life. Uh, so it's pretty dark. I didn't know how dark this show was. I was doing it, and uh, I started. I put it back on the road. Like, I had started it before uh, COVID, and then I put it back on the road. And I was in Arizona, and I'm, I'm, I do this setup for this bit, and it's dead quiet in the room because I'm setting this up. And the lady in the back, just the subject matter, I hear this one voice go, "Jesus Christ." <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that's the sweet spot, baby. That's it, that, dude. That's yeah. I, this is going to be such a good time. It's this Sunday night. You're doing two shows. You're coming through Kansas City like a thief in the night, man. You're like, bring. You're just in and out. And these shows are all going to sell out if they're not already sold out. Carrying monsters happen Sunday night. Two shows at the Improv. I mean, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, man. It's all about. It starts out kind of. It's it's weird. It starts out with a very dark story and ends with the darker stories. Like it's a uh, like you know I like you know I, I basically started like you know I, I'm from divorced parents. If you if, if you're from divorced parents, you have you know you have a good parent and a bad parent. I mean, that's why you know there's always there's always one psycho because that's why you have a personality. Um, right. but you don't, yeah, I had two bad parents, so I had to grade on a curve, you know, and that's weird. <laughs> you got to come up with a baseline. Okay. Let me see. Dad did mess. Mom did other dudes for mess. Hmm. Who's the bad pal? Okay. Mom would be worse. Right. Uh, both my parents were raising alcoholics. Mom had more assault charges. That's how that goes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was, by the way, I have to tell the audience at one point because they don't believe me. I'm like, look, guys, every single one of these stories, I'm going to tell you the truth. These are stories that they wouldn't let Fox would let me put on. And that was a problem. Having a life that I've had, it's weird because even when I had my TV show, all these Ivy League writers would just turn and go, dude, this didn't really happen. And so about when I was 25, I got this letter from my mom, and it was written on a serial killer typewriter. It, like it, was, it dropped all the N's and the S's about like a quarter inch. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, it was just seven letters, and here's what it said. Because my mom was manic, depressive, schizophrenic, had 180 IQ, spoke four languages, played concert, piano, and shot and killed her third husband. So everybody's caught up now. You know where we're at. <laughs> if you want to see those stories, go to my YouTube channel. That special's up there from Racing COVID. So, uh, so this letter said, and it was just seven lines, and it said, Chris, everything's going well. I got a new job. Can't talk about it because they're listening. And then it said, your sister's messing with me. She doesn't know who she's messing with it. And my sister was nine, dude. <laughs> and the reason the job thing is so funny because my mom was mentally ill. And for years, so years ago, my dad, my mom, she could take me on a trip. And, I, and the one joke I do in the show is since the FBI had called for like 48 months, she, he said, okay. Now, everyone laughs. And I go, that sounds like a joke. But my mom, because she was manic, depressive, schizophrenic, used to tell everybody she was in the FBI or the CIA. And then one day the FBI showed up at our house, my mom's house. I was with my dad at the time. And, and, and they didn't show up for a peer review. They showed up. <laughs> <laughs> they said, ma'am, you're not in the FBI. And my mom was like, all right, I'm not in the FBI. Wink. 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 Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh. <laughs> Dude, and it's, it's, it's a, a common thing. She was a diabolical Joker-level su- supervillain, my mom. You know? Uh, she, she, it's, it's weird. And it's weird when you're a kid, you don't know you have a bad parent. You know? One day you just look around and you're like, how come there's no other kids here playing high wheels with me at the Whiskey River Saloon at midnight? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom took you to a bar when you were, what, four? 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She way. took me. I didn't go with her. I used to yeah. say, you know, so I tell her, I go with her, and I realized, no, I didn't go with her. I was, you know, I was I'm like, yo, mom, it's ten thirty. I'm four. There's a party up in this bitch. Let's do this. <laughs> so, so she would take me to bars with her um, because, you know, babysitters cost like three drinks an hour. <laughs> and she needed that fourth Harvey Wallbanger. And by the way, I've been hearing that drink name my whole life, not thinking about it. Do you know what Harvey Wallbanger means? It means like you're so drunk you bang off the walls. That's what it means. Is that right? What a drunk name for a drink. Yeah. Can I get a Harvey Wallbanger? And she'll have a puke in the car later. Can we have that? <laughs> it's such a bad name for a drink. <laughs> so we're in the bar one night. And it's funny because no one cared when I was in the bar with mom because, uh, because my mom was super hot. So my future uncles overlooked it. And, oh. Oh. Yeah. oh, dude, you shouldn't be. This is the first bit in the show. You should not be saying all oh, already. Like, I deal with my sister's suicide. Here, this is the show. If you come to this show on Sunday, you're going to see a show that everything that ever happened in your life, I guarantee you will feel better about. <laughs> you really, you're at not least alone. I'm not Titus. That's what I want everyone to say at the end of the show. Yeah, well, you're not alone, right? Like everybody hides it because somehow we we take the shame onto ourselves, our shame of our family, of our history, of our of our past. I don't know why right. people do it, but we we just do. We want people to believe yeah. that we come from a better place, even though it was never. Yeah, the our monsters fault. were given to you. You didn't. You didn't invent them. They were. They were. They were forced to. They were tattooed on your soul. That by by your by again by people that said they loved you. So, yeah. um, so. But at the time, if you want to hear that bar show, we were living in North Hollywood at the time, which North Hollywood, I don't know if people, you guys don't know, North Hollywood is not, North Hollywood's like Hollywood except without any money, mansions, or actors. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's like Hollywood, and there's a lot of Latinos there. You could call it Hollywood, all right. <laughs> uh, and ironically, there was a lot of Oscars. Yes. So uh, I'm living with mom in North Hollywood, and uh, and we you know, she would just go to this bar every night with those small, they have those bars in Kansas City too, like with, sure. with the windows. Yeah, the miniature the divings. Yeah. Hope. I know, I do, I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to live on Yucca Street in Hollywood. Yo, yeah. And, and just people in the bar all day. The bars were open at like at 10 in the morning. Yeah. Just people drinking all day, you know, just pounding alcohol, hoping to God their lottery ticket hits so they could afford that stolen tourist replacement liver from Mexico, <laughs> those people. <laughs> And and these, and these guys would keep me diverted, like hitting on my mom. They would just give me Coca-Cola after Coca-Cola. Because I guess it's easier to control a child when it's in a sugar coma. And they would, they would pack them with bar cherries, which I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I'm still alive now. Bar cherries, because bar cherries are not fruit. They were invented in a lab at Dow Chemical. There's no fruit the color of a horny baboon's ass. It has never happened. <laughs> there should be like a, a class action suit for those of us that eat bar cherries. Hi, did you have a lot of bar cherries as a child? To this day, do you still crap fuchsia? <laughs> so anyway, so that's one of the stories. And then I, you know, I deal with my sister's my sister's suicide. And 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 I do. There's a bit in the show where I do I do three. And I'm gonna tell people to get ready for this because I believe anything's the show's about tragedy. But anything's funny uh, as long as you can add a punchline or win the civil case. That's what I think. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, someone said to me, I told them I go I go this is the angriest show I've ever written, and they just stopped and looked me dead in the face and was like, Are you kidding? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> Yeah, what? It's not the happy part. So, hey, hey, by the way, people, I can tell dark stories. Cosby's a rapist. Let's move on. <laughs> that's, that's that's the fuel, though, isn't it, Christopher? If, if you're showing the show, it, the great Christopher Titus, who's in town this weekend, two shows Sunday, uh, the, 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 you can go bitter, you can go uh, inside yourself, withdraw from the world, or you can use it for fuel to push you forward. Right. Well, it's weird, man. I mean, like zero side effects is coming out. And, you know, we've been living to the Book of Revelations theme park in the last three years. Yeah, so yeah. 
I, I think it's, you know, so that one I got, I kind of get rid of all those demons and now I'm dealing with the family. Hopefully this is the last show of family demons. I, I guess it won't be. Oh, my ex-wife, my divorce. We deal with my divorce pretty well. It's a, this one's a good show. It's a good show. But if you're from a normal family and your mom and dad stayed together for the rest of your life and, and you know, and they, they pay for your college, you probably should go get a Larry the Cable Guy ticket. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing in the world wrong with it. But it's just, no, go, go this is it. for go a... Paratop is awesome. Go to Branson. Have fun. <laughs> but don't come... Don't have your soul ripped out by this show. And and there was a guy. It was, I did it. I did this. I did this urban club last weekend because I'm trying to get laps in for the for the show for Edinburgh. And uh, and and this this black dude just comes up to me and he just at the end of the show and he goes, "Yo, man, I didn't realize white boys have pain like that." <laughs> 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 and it's a weird compliment, isn't it? It's very weird. <laughs> By the way, that Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, I've, I've not yeah. been during Fringe, but I've been there over Hogmanay, the big, crazy uh, Scottish Hogmanay is insane. Those psychos. They're wonderful. Uh, Could not yeah, love how we went to Hogmanay. We were there. It's, uh, we, were, we were there in one year. That, that's where we're going, actually. I don't really care about the comedy festival. If I tank every show, at least I'm in Scotland. That's how I felt. And uh, we were at Hogmanay one night, and we watched Lily Allen play, and then we were walking back to the hotel. And the Scottish people are so awesome, just the way they handle things. There's this woman just, nah, 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 and we were kind of walking next to them. And the guy just very coolly goes, oh, shut up. It was so clean, man. <laughs> it was like the heaviest <laughs> shut up I ever heard in my life. I was like, that dude is a badass. Ah, oh, shut, just shut up. <laughs> we get there, and we're just hammered, and these people are so hammered, and they're handing torches out. This is the night before New Year's Eve. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and we did the torch procession to set the big Viking ship on fire a mile away. <laughs> it's great. I can't see anymore. Give me fire. Come on. <laughs> Let's Dude. do this. It just it, it is it is a great what a great town and a great country man it's one of my favorite places in all the world and I've thought about the French festival many times because you see all the advertisements and you see uh, the the clips and stuff when you're looking up Edinburgh and it, dude I think you're gonna kill there I think you're gonna be incredible uh, man you know it's weird this show is weird because I so I I'm not I'm gonna be a name dropping but years ago when I talked to Springsteen I did a bit in my show and I, Springsteen said Europe is better than America because they care about art. They don't want you to just get up and talk about your penis and farting. They really want to care about. They really care about what you want to say. I also got told I was working out with a buddy last weekend, and he said I told him I was going, and he goes, "You're really going to perform for the UK audiences?" And I go, "He goes, Do you know they're 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 horrible and rough." And I was like, "Hey, man, I, I, I've played you know Modesto, California. I'm fine. <laughs> I, I played some plays, yeah." Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. But but thanks for having me on today, man. And what have you guys been up to? How's life? How'd you guys get through the, the pandemic? Oh, just by trying to shut everything off and just just keep to myself. <laughs> you know, you do the show and you're like, God, this is too weird. Get on your motorcycle, get in your car, go out in the highway where nothing can get to your ears, and just go. Yeah, you have no monkeypox yet. Good for you guys. Yeah, no monkeypox. I've been staying out of the ass crack pretty good, so I've been doing all right. <laughs> I keep hearing one. How do you get monkeypox? And then it's it's like a, it's it's the darkest of the dark. Like the like uh, two girls one cup. That's who gets gets monkeypox. <laughs> like I, I'm not yeah. sure exactly what it is, but uh, but uh, I'm I'm scared about it, man. I'm scared about it. Listen, so I didn't stop, even wait, know man, how. So come I, see, I was going to tell you, I didn't even know how you got, I was going to tell you during the pandemic, you just reminded me, I got pink eye and I had no idea I got pink eye. I go to help my buddy do some concrete work and there's like six of my friends out there and we're putting stuff down. I go, hey, just telling you guys, I got pink eye. I've never had it before. And they're like, oh, you've been eating ass. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? 
And they're like, you've been eating ass. I go, I haven't been eating ass. They're like, yeah, that's how you get pink eye. And we go round and around. I don't realize it's from <laughs> fecal material. Hey, guys, you just told me uh, a lot about you. Um... <laughs> well, the worst part is then I see my dog, this little dog get up, and she sleeps on my pillow and rubs her butthole on my pillow, and that's how I got pink eye. There you go. There you go. And by the way, that's a, eating ass is a better story, but okay. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> it definitely makes you more attractive, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, Johnny's a freak. No, his dog just has a, has a just can't wipe his ass. Oh, dude, I think your shows are going to be so good, Christopher, man. I, I, uh, dude, you are, you are at your best. I'm telling you, when the gloves come off and, the, and, and, and you are just so good at the truth and, 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 and the, the, the craft, well, I, I it's, mean, it's really good, man. I have weird stories. Like, I was kidnapped as a kid. I was kidnapped, and, and, and you know, and I, 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 I was kidnapped. I was, so after the bar incident with my mom, because I got picked up by LAPD that night, um, uh, right. and, and uh, so they, she mom realized that my dad's child support uh, couldn't pay for my care and her alcoholism. So she changed, she changed her life. She 100% changed her life and sent me to live with my great grandparents and kept the job for So, and, and dude, I'm living with two 85 year old people from another century. You got sick around them. They did not go to the CVS. They went in the backyard and dug medicine up. Oh. At, one, yeah, at one point, I had a set bad, I remember, never forget this. I'm a little kid. I had a bad sunburn. They made me take a bath in vinegar. And I was like, these old people are marinating me, man. <laughs> Are we out of cat food? What is going on? <laughs> and so, it, it, and then, I, and my dad actually kidnapped me. My father. So back in L.A., my dad went to California, but I was looking around one day. I was like, I used to have a kid. He, he, so he wants to find out where I am because he didn't know. And he, so he poked around, and by that I mean he slept with my mom's best friend Diane. Um, Jesus Christ! I wish I was kidding. And he gets on a plane, and he's on this plane, and he's drinking like it's a superpower, and he's loudly planning his kidnapping to the dude next to him who he doesn't know. Because he really hadn't thought it through. Nice. He's like, I'm going to steal my kid. He's hammered. He's on Harvey Wallbang. He's out of it. He's, he's like, I'm going to go get him. Get him in the plane and fly his ass back. And then he goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been talking the whole flight. What do you do for a living? And the guy goes, I'm the Detroit Metro District Attorney. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's one of the stories. You can see how that story ended up and how, how much time my father did. So oh. it's a good show. I oh, can't wait. This Sunday, I do two shows. Get your tickets this moment. You will not be able to get them if you don't. This Sunday night, two shows. ImprovKC.com, Caring Monsters, of course, the great Christopher Titus. Brother, you sound like a million bucks. I hope to see you soon. Hey, man, I'm glad we all made it through the last, like, four or five years, man. And, you know, man, as always, you're one of my favorite people to talk to. Thanks for having me on, buddy. You are wonderful. I love you, brother. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.